Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of the Multiverse Fancast. I'm running with me, as always, is Mags. How are you doing tonight, Mags? What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing well. It's been a while. Kind for, of. Not, right? for, not for us. Not for us, yeah. So this is our initial in our first installment in recording for in our new place, which is going to be really nice and pretty cool. So we're going to have this set up, so, which means we could probably be doing these a lot more frequently than we yes. were. Yeah, so. yeah, just to further iterate, we moved recently, yes. and we not only moved ourselves, we moved into a bigger house. So we have our own recording studio that we put into the basement. Yes. And uh, basically, after every episode of all of our shows, we're going to go almost straight downstairs to record. Yes. Hopefully, that's the plan. No guarantees, but it will be a lot better to do that and easier for us to do that but today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the flash we're going to talk about season three of the flash because we did not get a chance to do that but because of some big news that came out we also be talking about the movie flashpoint paradox and the comic yes not as much as about the comic but more about the whole yeah so, like I said, get things started. It's going to do a little review and our thoughts on season three of The Flash. Initial thoughts? I, the season three of The Flash, like, it had a lot of strong elements to it. We, uh, when, when they first started the season, we definitely did not dig their, their iteration of Flashpoint. No. Like, the problem with their iteration of Flashpoint was there was no stakes to justify Barry... Uh, going back to the regular timeline. Yeah. Like, oh, Wally got hurt. Okay. The end. <laughs> like, there there was no reason for Barry to be like, oh, I'm going to give up my family again to go back to the way things were. Yeah. Like, if, if there had been some sort of bigger stakes, like, we were just watching the Flashpoint Paradox movie, and um, the world was literally in war, like, going to be yeah. destroyed. So it made sense for why Barry wanted, and also because he didn't have memories of why uh, the, the timeline was different. Yep. So to him, it was more like a mystery story in the yeah. comics, and in because he thought Dawn was the bad guy. Yes. A little getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. There's gonna be a lot of spoilers too. If you guys don't know Flashpoint Paradox stuff, you may wanna get up on that. Get up on that. Yeah. But I mean, if you watch the first two episodes of the season, you kind of, sort of, in a way, get the gist of the movie Flashpoint Paradox in a way. I mean, obviously a lot more characters in the movie Mm -hmm. than in this, in the TV show iteration, but it's basically the same kind of concept. Well, you know, that's one of the other things that they really wasted for their version of Flashpoint. They have this rich tapestry of characters. Like, they have a lot of characters in in the Arrowverse. They didn't do anything with any of them. No. I mean, really, we just saw, we saw... um, We saw a little bit with, like, Diggle. Diggle was Diggle did get some ramifications from Flashpoint, but like in terms of in that alternate timeline, it was just a couple of different people with superpowers, including Wally. Yeah, I they could have done a lot of cool stuff, like you know Thomas Wayne as Batman in Flashpoint Paradox was one yeah. of the one of the highlights to the yes. point where they actually brought that character back into the comics to interact with the current Batman. So like even something doing like they mentioned on Earth too that Robert Queen was the arrow yeah and that Oliver was dead like as like a nod to it yes they could have done plenty of fun stuff like that they just didn't yeah no they uh for such a big storyline in really like DC as a whole 
and it definitely fell very flat. And also, like, Flashpoint is a story that created a whole new DC universe. Yeah. Um, in the comics, it created, it led to the creation of the new 52. Yep. And then when that was done, the DC rebirth, which is funny because we watched Justice League War right after watching Watch Flashpoint Paradox, yeah. which is the first of the new 52 movies that they did. Yes. I don't know. I just feel like Flashpoint would have been a great thing, maybe like season five, like where they, and then they actually did something where it, it like as a yeah. crossover event, it would have been a much better um, start to the season, I think. Uh, I mean, if they would have just done it better into a bigger stage than it was, I mean, they only gave two episodes worth of it. When, yeah. I mean, you really could have done almost a whole entire season mm-hmm. on it, but I mean, that's what we're getting with the new Flash movie. Yeah. You know, so. Which is, we're going to talk about that because we have a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah. But um, it's funny because, like, only the first half of the season was about the effects of Flashpoint. Yeah. Then the second half was stopping Savitar from killing Iris. Yes. What did you think of the theme this season of, like, being your own worst enemy sort of theme? I liked it. It was a big change for them. Mm-hmm. And it worked out very well because you did see the struggle with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just... This wasn't a Flash show this season. It was definitely a team show. Yeah. And Arrow did the same. We're going to have to do our an Arrow episode <laughs> for the season two. Yeah. But, you know, like this this one had ramifications and everything for everybody mm-hmm. in Team Flash, which was really good. Well, um, let's, let's look at our characters. We have Barry. Yes. Who has to deal with a lot of guilt from Flashpoint. You know, yep. that's one of the things that I did like when he came back to the current timeline or what he thought was the current timeline, things were a little bit different. Yes. And he had to deal with a lot of guilt from that. You yep. know, whether it was Cisco's brother or um, Diggle's kid. Yeah. It went from baby Sarah to baby John. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite scenes of this season was when he tries to go back again to fix it. And Jay Garrick pulls him out of the speed yep. force. And he's just like, and he, you know, he does the thing with the teacup. He's like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's even funnier because when they go into that diner, they're like in the 90s. Yeah. There's an episode of Dawson's Creek playing yeah. and John Wesley ship was on uh, Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. But I like the, the metaphor he does with the teacup where he shattered, like he takes the piece off and then he, yeah. he's like, you can put it back on, but it's still going to have cracks. cracks. Yep. I just thought, you know, Jay Garrick was a character very underutilized this season. Yeah. But um, he definitely had some great moments. We'll talk about Jay because he does. He is a central point in the episode, in the season. Oh, yeah. But... uh. Barry, in terms of being like the bad guy of the season, what did you think of not only Barry being Savitar, but just really he was the bad guy this season. He was the villain. Yeah, I mean, even when he wasn't Savitar, he was still the bad guy. You know, we saw that in, the, like you said, the first half of the whole Flashpoint. You know, everyone, literally everyone except for Oliver Queen and Supergirl were mad at him for doing that. Yeah, we saw it in the crossover. Yeah. Which was great scenes. Yes, it was. Um, but you saw how it affected everybody else, especially the legends in that crossover. They were the like, most upset with him. Because they're the ones that deal with that stuff, you know? Yeah. So, but it was very interesting. Um, I thought Savitar was a very written, very well-written villain. Um but not executed as well as I thought it should have been. There, there were a lot of questions that were brought up about Savitar existing to begin with. Yeah. So I think our general understanding is Savitar was created 
He's a he's a temporal paradox. He, he yes. he's a, a like a closed loop. Yep. It has to happen and there's no way to break the loop. But they eventually break the loop anyway using, you know, a combination of I think Black Flash jumped in. Yep. And then, you know, I don't I don't know, like in terms it was very confusing trying to explain Savitar like how could he exist yeah without existing sort of thing. It's it's like it they, hurt your brain. Yeah, they took some leeway with explaining that. And well, that's trying to figure out who he is and how he is. That's my problem with with flash time travel is they they never explain anything. They tr- they do and they do it with the whiteboard and it's, it's it's a visual it's a nice visual for us to kind of keep track of. But the problem is they keep changing their rules. Yes, like Legends of Tomorrow solidified this season that these are the rules of time travel. Yeah. If you go back and change something, it will take time to set, and then the paradox will catch up with you. Yes. Which we saw in this in this season with the end of Savitar. Yeah. But I just, it was very confusing, and you know me, I like my time travel, and I I'm usually pretty on up, top of it. I'm usually pretty able to to stick with it and yeah. explain it, but like even this was kind of like, uh my brain. Yeah, it was too much that went unexplained. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where this season falls apart is it doesn't do enough explaining of certain situations or their rules. Yeah. You know, which don't, like I said, this is a downfall, but I mean, we can all figure out exactly how and who or why, whatever the case may be. And also we just, at this point, we we shouldn't have to, as fans, we just kind of smile and we enjoy the ride. But then like you and I sit down, we start talking about, we're like, that doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. Like literally almost every episode we did that. They really need to like, they're all one show basically like yep. flash arrow legends, even Supergirl. You know, they were just talking about the crossover this season where they're, they're like Supergirl is going to be a pivotal character in this crossover. Yeah. And her episode is actually going to be a crossover episode, but what? Le- yeah, I know. Right. Like even her universe has the same rules as ours, but we don't see time travel on Supergirl's earth. No, we just see planet jumping. Yeah, we do see a lot of teleporting and planet jumping. Yeah. But um let's talk uh what about Barry uh not Barry. We talked about Barry. We his sacrifice at the ends, you know, yep. it was kind of expected once oh, yeah. Jay got out of the speed force. Uh let's talk about Wally. My boy Wally. I did not like Wally the first half of the season. No. I, I agree with you. Like he came out strong as Kid Flash yep. in the first episode, and then we had like him, like, oh, I, I should have super. Pa-. He was very whiny the first, time. yeah, and he's almost too old to be a whiny sidekick character, yeah. Like, if they had actually cast somebody who was like 13, 14, which we're, I'm still not sure why they didn't, who knows? Like, there are plenty of kid actors that would make it seem more like that's why we call him Kid Flash, yeah. I mean, you got a kid that's a freshman in college, college. I mean, can't really call him a kid, yeah. you know. It, it's it's weird. Yeah. But, but by, know, the, by the end of the season, I started to dig him. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I, I kind of saw where he was coming from, mm-hmm. you know, especially since he kind of knew what happened and everything. Like, eventually they was told that, oh, yeah, you used to be the fla- Kid Flash and this and that. And now you're nowhere near as what you were back when it was the paradox. Yeah. And the the question I always had was if Wally actually remembers anything from that. Yeah. I don't think he does because he got pulled out. And, like, they, they yeah. mentioned he was in between, kind of. Like, they, 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 like they had to snap him back into reality. Yeah. And 
he never expressly says he remembers anything from Flashpoint. No. Like, the uh, Claris, the rival, he was like, oh, I remember everything from Flashpoint. Yeah, but I'm, that's, that's another thing. How can one person remember, one person not remember everything that happened? Well, because Claris went through the whole process. They, yeah. they pulled Wally out of that cocoon. Joe, Papa Joe. Yeah. Big guns. My boy. My, you're my boy, Blue. <laughs> you're my boy, Joe West. <laughs> but, um... I, I, I hope to see Wally step up. I want to. I'd even want to see a little bit of a power struggle because we know Barry's going to be back. You know, however long they decide to keep him in the Speed Force for, but um, half a season. I doubt it. <laughs> I I can see if any character is going to have a struggle with Barry coming back, it's going to be Wally because I feel like Wally's going to try and he's going to step up and be the Flash. Yeah, like there there were set photos that came out of him in the Flash suit, so. It's safe to assume he's going to be the Flash at some point. Yeah. Just like he was in the comics. And then um, he's going to go back to being the sidekick. And that that's, doesn't usually work out in no. in comic books. Like, nope. ever. Never, ever. Never. But, and then the problem is, like, you have a character like Batman and Robin. Robin became his own hero. He became yeah. Nightwing. Wally West becomes the Flash. Yeah. So, you can't have Barry and Wally... Both be the Flash. I just don't think it would work. It won't, but I can almost guarantee you that's what we're gonna see. It's it's gonna be interesting to yeah. to see what happens with that. But you know what? Unless he goes somewhere else, di- a different city, dif- different city, different Earth. Who knows? You can go to a different Earth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, let's talk. Who do you want to talk next? You want to talk um, Caitlin Snow? Yes, because she read a- my mind. I probably did. <laughs> Killer Frost. Yes. Definitely a character who, like Barry, the entire theme of her this season was struggling with her inner demons. Yes. What did you think of the portrayal of Killer Frost? Amazing. You enjoyed it? Yep. One word, amazing. Yeah, no. It was it was good because you kind of got that, you know, Jekyll Hyde vibe from it, mm-hmm. which is essentially what it is, too. And it, it was different for metahumans. Yeah. You know, some people complain. They're like, well, why is Caitlyn turning evil? Nobody else did. Powers affect everybody differently. Um, Killer Frost. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Like, the way I just kind of justified it was that her powers manifested a separate personality in her mind. Yeah. Like, she has this other personality that's, like, fighting for control. Yeah. Not a a separate person, per se, but, like, just an influence, maybe. A voice in her head. Yeah. That was... Or a voice that was just kind of speaking for her at certain points. Um, Do you think that they cured her too easily? Or, Or... Or... they didn't cure her at the end. They offered her the cure. Yeah. I, I thought that was way too convenient. Yeah, but but then again, it's the CW show, and it's a superhero show, and everything's very convenient. Not on Arrow this season. <laughs> that was, True. When we talk about Arrow, I can't wait to, which I can't wait to record for Arrow, because yeah. we are going to do that before the season starts. I am super excited to talk about how oh, yeah. nothing was easy for Team Arrow this season. No. Um, but in terms of Caitlyn, I really enjoyed her portrayal, and... Yeah. Watching her struggle with um, the powers that she was getting. Because a lot of the characters, they get powers. They either turn into superheroes or they turn into villains. Nobody just has powers and has like a normal life on this show. Yeah. Unfortunately for Caitlyn, though. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see her again. Mm -hmm. And maybe Barry can convince her to be a good guy again. (laughs) I I think Killer Frost in the... There have been a couple of Killer Frost. There have been some that have been on the Suicide Squad and some that have been part of like the more anti-hero teams like the outsiders and stuff like that. Yeah. I'd have to double check though. 
But um, yeah, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with her next season. If she's going to be full time, if she's going to be guest starring. Yeah. Who knows? Let's talk Cisco. Cisco Ramon. Who we literally hated the first half of the season. Yeah, I think he was my least favorite character. Up until the crossover. Up until the crossover. and But, you know, he still was kind of down at the bottom mm. at the end of the season just because of the whole first half. Yeah, like, the problem with, with we had the sad Cisco, the sad Sco, um, he... He was not wrong to be upset. No, he wasn't. And I think that it was just more jarring for us to see that. Because basically, that's Cisco from like months ago now. Yeah. And he's been pissed at Barry for not saving his brother. Yeah. I, I mean, like you said, I get being upset, but to drag it on. Like, and also to roller coaster it, where it's like, oh, we're yeah. okay now. No, we're not. Well, yeah, we're right? okay. No, we're not. Even during the crossover, he was like that, too. Yeah, it took him screwing up in time to yeah. realize, you know, how dangerous time travel really is. I was like, ha-ha, that's what you get, Cisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, let's see. By the end of it, though, he I loved him and Gypsy. Gypsy was a great character addition. Oh, yeah. There, There's a, a fan theory that her partner on her Earth was Cisco. Like, Cisco's doppelganger on that Earth. There's a big theory that yeah. was going around for a while. It hasn't been confirmed or denied. That would make sense, seeing as how they have this connection. Yeah. You know? And it's more than just that they can vibe with each other. Yeah. Not that kind of connection. It was a love A love connection. connection. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, man. We were watching the Gorilla Grodd episode the other night. Yes. When we were moving in. And, like, the, the chemistry that those two have, like, regardless, is awesome. Oh, yeah. But it, it's fun that Cisco has a character that you know, matches him so yeah. well. Like he had Golden Glider and he had a uh, Hawk Girl for a little bit. Yeah. But it He's th- been a little player. He's had more girlfriends than any other character, maybe except for Oliver. Yeah. And maybe I think Ray Palmer. He's had a he's had a few now too. No, th- just a fiance and then his fiance Felicity. Felicity and then he was with Hawk Girl for a while. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't talk about season one Hawk Girl. Uh. The Hawk people. I keep forgetting about that. Oh, thank God. But anyway. Fortunately. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> but um, by the end of it, Cisco really, he brought it back for me. So I, I definitely enjoyed his portrayal. The fact that he's becoming his own hero now. Yes. Uh, his costume is is pretty good. Yeah. Um, especially if you've, have you seen him in the comics? Like the way he used to look, it was horrible. Yeah. He was the most stereotypical, terrible character. Uh, they brought him back in the New 52 because they killed him in the main comics. Yeah. And, and they kind of modernized him a little bit. So let's talk H.R. Uh, Wells. Yes, H.R. I was one of the few people that loved him right off the bat. Yeah, I, I didn't. There was just, you know, you know that feeling you get when you're with someone or around someone. You get that eerie feeling about them. Yeah. You know, like that's what I felt watching him. I was like, there's something up with him. You know, I was, to be honest, I thought he was going to become a bad guy at first. They wrote him that way. They, yeah. they red herring just pretty hard with oh, him. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they kept making him more and more shifty. Yeah. Like, he's, he's writing, they don't know my real intentions. He's yeah, writing right? a book. Oh, yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes is, um, I don't know, was it when Barry goes to the future, the episode with Future Flash and all that? Yeah. And he's a successful writer. And he's like sexting the two women that yeah. are sitting right in front of him. I just, I found that hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, he definitely grew. I mean, he definitely became one of my favorites this season, I, you especially know, at the end. But you know what? The cool thing is he grew on us the same time he was growing on the characters in the show. Yes. Like, 
they wrote him and Tom Cavanaugh is a fantastic actor. Oh yeah, like he's been great as all the different portrayals as Wells. Again, going back to the Gorilla Grodd episode, we watched both those Wells in one episode, and they they were like he was making fun of himself. It was awesome, but um. We fell in love with this character, and then he did the ultimate sacrifice, which, yes. which, if you watch like the second to last episode, you really see it coming. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh yeah. here it comes. Once they had, you know, you kind of knew it once they showed the, the little face. the face switching tech yeah. again. I was like, remember oh, this? Here we go. He's gonna die. Oh yeah, poor Harry or HR. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't Harry. That's terrible because Harry Wells is one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah, I, I much prefer him over um, HR. Not over HR, but maybe over even over Eobard, yeah, Wells. But um, we've had f- like five different Wellses on this show at this yep. point. It was a great scene this season where Tom Cavanaugh portrayed like three different Wellses on different yeah. Earths. I thought that was a lot of fun. And then you get to our boy HR. Yep, I'm I'm gonna miss him. Oh yeah. I wonder if Harry's going to be on the show next season. If he's gonna be the the Wells. If they're just gonna finally stick to one. I- then who's going to be on Earth 2? Nobody. <laughs> and then does that mean Jesse's going to stay on Earth 1? I I can see Jesse staying to help out Wally. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Jesse. She wasn't really a big focal point of the show. No. She, she was She was more in it just as a love interest for Wally. And, and also to kind of propel his story yeah. forward with the Flash stuff. Um, I like her costume. They gave her a nice one. Yes. I liked her going to Earth 3 to take over for Jay. Yeah. Um. But I mean, as far as characters go, she was she had a little bit of character development. Yeah. But not not too heavy with it. No. Um, yeah. I mean, that's really all we have to say yeah, about that's her. All. But uh, let's talk Jay before we move on to the Wests and Julian. Yes. Uh, Jay Garrick. I I loved that they made um, John Wesley ship Jay Garrick, and I thought his costume looked a lot better for some reason this season. Yeah. Um, it looked more original. It looked more like. It, it was his costume. Yeah. Like when when they showed him just kind of walk out in it, it was like, oh, here's a costume he's wearing. I felt like, especially when we get to see him fight his version of the trickster, which was yes. amazing, considering you know that's where Mark Hamill's first trickster was on yep. the John Wesley Ship Show. Um, it was it was such a great like it was so cartoony. Give it up, trickster. You know, like just yeah. I loved it. It was so much fun. And watching him and Barry take on Savitar and Doctor Alchemy was one of my favorite fight scenes of the entire yeah. show. Um, I liked that Jay was completely aware who Savitar was. Yes. Um, it makes you wonder if, because that's another challenge I have. And I just thought of this. This is terrible. <laughs> so HR, when he comes to Earth 1 after Flashpoint's been adjusted, he immediately sees all these changes. He's like, no, this isn't how it was. This the, Everything's different. What happens? And Barry's like, oh. If Barry created a new timeline that Savitar has been going around claiming to be the god of speed, how does Jay know about him? Like, that means Earth-3 memories were affected by Barry. Yeah. Or is that because... Maybe, I guess, you can explain Savitar's been using the speed force. And he's been... Did he... I think Savitar might have said he went to different worlds. I think he did, too. Uh, We'd have to double-check. We were going to watch the episode beforehand, but we ended up watching, like, 18... (laughs) DC movies today. Yeah. And then whose line is it anyway? Yep. <laughs> we also both, both superior things. Oh yeah. And you saw Batman the Killing Joke today. Yes, I did. Yeah, maybe at the end we'll do a quick 
five second review of what you thought of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all it'll take is five seconds. Yeah, because we'll only talk about the last twenty minutes. Yep. <laughs> but um, I Jay's sacrifice was one of the most heart wrenching scenes in the show. Oh yeah. Um, I definitely Jay. Jay is like the underutilized mentor that I want to see a lot more of. Like, I really wish that they had put him in with the Justice Society. Yeah. That would have been fa- on Legends of Tomorrow. That would have been fantastic. He's a character I'd love to see on Legends. I mean, there's still a chance. There's always after next season because, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of stuck right now. No, he got out. Barry's in there now. Mentally. Yeah. The scene, though, of all of the flashes fighting off against Avatar at the end was awesome. Oh, yeah. It was such a great scene. But um, let's see. Let's talk about the Wests. The Wests are the characters that I feel like have the least amount of character progression. Yeah. Like, um, Papa Joe is, is very consistent in character. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of can give him a pass for not developing. Because he's, he's an adult season. male. He's a, he's a developed adult male. <laughs> that and, you know, he's kind of worried about his son becoming a Flash. Mm-hmm. And, or you know, the big story is Iris planning to die yeah the hands of savitar so i mean can't really get too much the only kind of development we saw was with his relationship um with uh what was her name again oh cecilia yes yeah that was fun that was a fun couple of episodes that they did with that and i'm curious to see what they if they're gonna make that a thing yeah but uh, i liked her character as you know in terms of characters yeah, support like she was like a supporting supporting cast, super supportive cast. Yeah, you know, but no, she was good. I liked her character. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, she she was a, they used her very sparingly. Yeah, and uh, you know she was what it was. But um, let's talk Julian. Probably okay. I so <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I I feel like you got something. I'm just really sad right now. Why are you really sad right now? Because of the news that came out about Tom Felton. That he's not going to be a series regular? Yeah, he's only going to be... Well, it makes sense times. because, you know, he's really... Um, I mean, at the end, he was part of Team Flash. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Know? But he was really just there for... Um, the Caitlyn. Yeah, for the Caitlyn stuff. stuff. And she's, you know, she's not going to be here as much next season, supposedly. Yeah. But um, still sad. Yeah, he, I, he was he definitely grew. a highlight, especially once he stopped being such like, like a. I know this is family friendly, but such a douche. Yeah, um, it was really, really when the Gorilla Grodd episodes came around. That's when I started to love him so much. Oh yeah, like he he was just he was so awkward, especially around Caitlyn. Yeah, and it was funny because he's like such a he's like such a stoic, serious, sarcastic character. Yeah, but always around Caitlyn, he lets his guard down completely. Yep. Uh, the first time we Which see I it, liked. yeah, the first time we see it is that episode with the kid with the hologram. Yeah, that was a fun one. But um, he was a character I really dug, and I and I hope they bring him back, you know, as much as they can. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it was a decision on Tom Felton's part, or if it was a decision based on the writing, like what they wanted to do, or yeah, you know, because we we know very little about this season of Flash. No, no, nothing has come out, you know. Yeah, I mean, just the Comic Con trailer. Comic-Con trailers, and I think we have, like, a couple titles for the upcoming season. Do you have those, or? Um, well, I know the first one is going to be called The Flash Reborn. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's 
that's all I'm seeing right now. Yeah. But. I wonder if they're going to do a time jump with uh, when the season starts. I mean, typically they do their seasons in accordance with the months. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how, like, if this um, is, if um, mm-hmm. the season ended in May, because they specifically yeah. say that date in uh, yeah. in Flash. Um, and now it's going to be, what, October when it comes back, I think? Yes. So May, June, July, August, five months without Summer. Barry and Wally picking up the slack. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see. We didn't talk about Iris. Mm, I mean, we're saving her for last, you know, because to be honest, she didn't. The only role she played was her butt needed to be saved. Yeah, she was the damsel in distress. Yes, it was. It was not good. Like, I I hope that this supposedly this season she's going to take more of the reins of Team Flash, and she did a couple of times this this season, yes, especially when Wally. You saw it when during the Flashpoint episode oh, with yeah. Wally, it was her, you know, being the one on the chair behind the computer, mm-hmm. and um, even like in the middle, right before Barry finds out about Savitar and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then afterwards, she was just she had like one or two episodes where she was like super reckless and yeah. like I'm gonna die anyway, so you can't kill me, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, we can. Stupid. Um, but yeah, I I think that. Once they made her the like the MacGuffin of the season, like the plot point, yeah, her character lost a little bit. But some oh, of the yeah, best definitely. moments were her and Barry when Barry proposed for real, like the second time, yeah, during the Music Meister episode. That was so cute. The Music Meister episode was fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely. Are you okay that the uh, Flash and Supergirl got an extra crossover? Yeah, I I think it made me it made a lot of sense. You know, it kind of helped Supergirl out. Mm-hmm. I must say. Oh yeah. I, I still want to see Arrow and Supergirl have like a just the two of them adventure. Yeah. That would be so much fun because they they graded against each other so much. Yeah. And the, the only problem would be how would you get her there? There are a million ways that, you know, oh, she I would, has that portal thing. I would prefer it if Oliver got sent there by yeah. a, by accident, like some sort of explosion and, you know, he was chasing some bad guy in her city. Yeah. That be that could be fun. They could definitely do a million and one different ways with it. Because uh, we're going to see a lot of change in Oliver, apparently, this upcoming season. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Oh, dear God. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so, um, anything else we want to talk about for the season of Flash? No, that pretty much covers it. Star, Star City. City rating time. Star City ratings. You may go first, sir. I'm going to give this season a 3.5 out of 5. Um, it was good. It had a lot of great in it. Um, but then it had like a lot of weird in it. Okay. And a lot of things that were just either A, too confusing, or B just didn't make sense. Yeah. But like they had so many great episodes. The Gorilla Grodd stuff was fantastic. Yeah. Savitar, when they actually put him in a, a guy in a suit, looked amazing. Like yes. some of that stuff was really cool. Um, the dialogue between the two Barrys, it was always very um, well scripted. And, you know, they did a lot of good things. The crossover alone gave this one, you know, a lot of points this yeah. season. Um, and, it, and it was fun that the, the hero was actually the bad guy. Yeah. No, I agree. I give it, a 3.5 also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like what you said, too, basically. It's, you know, confusing at times with whether it's the timeline or with how Savitar is created and how he survives and you name it. Um, th- the good from it was, you know, I thought the story was actually pretty well. Mm. It, w- it was well written, but could have been executed better, especially on the Savitar side. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of fell flat. You have this big character villain, and he didn't seem 
to evil in a way. You know, like obviously, yeah, he's planning to kill Iris, but that's it. Really, his his goal was to survive. Yeah. You know, that's why he wanted to kill Iris because he needed to be made. Yeah. And then that's why he wanted to become the god of time so that way a paradox couldn't ever catch him. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. You got you had some very valid points. Yeah. All right. So that does it for the Flash season, season three. 3 part. So, now we move on to probably I say one of the greatest DC works of all time. Yes. The movie The Flashpoint Paradox. Based on the comic book, The Flashpoint Paradox. What? <laughs> really? What? So, um, I'll give like a brief synopsis. Go for it. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Flashpoint Paradox is the story of Barry Allen wakes up one day in a totally different universe where he has no powers, his mother's alive, there is really no Justice League, and no. Atlantis and Themyscira are, are at war with each other. Yes. And he is trying to figure out what happens, and he, it leads him to believe that Eobard Thawne is behind the whole thing. Yes. And spoiler alert, he wasn't. Nope. He um it was actually Barry who went back in time to save his mother. Yes. And it explains that when Barry broke the time barrier, he created a time boom, kinda like a sonic boom, and it sent ripples throughout time that affected a lot of different things. Yeah. So for example, instead of Thomas and Martha Wayne getting killed, Bruce Wayne is killed in the alleyway, and Thomas Wayne becomes Batman and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Joker. Um, Superman's rocket doesn't land in Smallville. It lands in the middle of Metropolis. Yep. So he's captured by the government and basically kept in isolation and experimented on. Woohoo. Woohoo. And as we mentioned, Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman are at war with each other. Yes. Woohoo. There's a lot there. There is a lot there. But it all makes sense. It does. And, and it's not that hard to follow. You know, it's funny because alternate timeline stories can be some of the best stories because it's it's fun for the comic book fans to be like, oh, that's that's that guy. That's that. Like, yeah. we were sitting watching. I was like, dude, you know who that was? No, that was Vibe. Yeah. What? You know, it, it was fun having different um, versions of the characters we love so much. Yeah. You know, Lex Luthor is a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hal, Hal Jordan is not a Green Lantern. Yeah. Black Manta teaming up with Aquaman. Yep, yep. You know, they Ocean Master Two was another yep. typical Aquaman bad guy. It was um, it's a great story. Like there's yeah. a, there's a lot of good to it. Yeah, re- really, your bad guys were, like you said, you know, it was, you know, Wonder Woman as one bad guy, but it was the main bad guy was Aquaman. Well, it was both of them. They yeah. they went to war with each other over uh, over. Uh, it's a little, Control of little, <laughs> little infidelity on Aquaman's part. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she looks anything like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, uh, can't blame him. Right? Yeah, but Aquaman's married to, uh, what's her face? Um, Amber Heard yeah. in this movie. Yeah. yeah. That's Tough a, choice. Tough that's, choice. That is a good looking couple. Not going to oh, lie. Yeah. But anyway, Jason Momoa and and Oof. Amber Heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? what? I Why'd mean, you woo with the... At J- I went, oof. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I... Well, you're we're, we're, we're going to talk, talk about Jason Momoa's Aquaman in a little bit. But um, here's, like, as far as good things, it was fun to watch the mystery kind of unfold. Unfortunately, like, you, you kind of get where it's going. Like, if, if you don't know that it was Barry that changed time, you kind of figure it out really quick. If the movie had just, if even, like, I think the story itself starts off with him just waking up. It's It's been a long time since I read Flashpoint. Yeah. But, um... 
you know, it's cool. It's it's such a important comic book in DC's current history. You know, it's it's hard to find big stories that really captivate so well, mm-hmm. and and DC animation's always it's always top billing. It's it's always really good. Um, this, the movie opens up with a scene of him fighting all of his rogues in the Flash Museum, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the only thing that bothers me about the Flashpoint movie is the animation style. Yeah. It, it's almost like anime-ish. Yeah. Which I don't have a problem with. I don't. I watch a little bit of anime, but if I, I like to watch. If I want to see anime style, I'll watch anime. Yeah, it was a interesting take on it, but it, you know, it worked. It didn't make it any better, any worse. Yeah, the superheroes were, were the ones that looked weird. Yeah. Especially Superman, like when they show him, like even in his normal form, like yeah. in the main timeline, he looks his face looks really weird. Yeah, he didn't really look like, you know, Superman. Yeah, it, that, that was like one little tiny gripe that I had, just the animation style. Yeah. Um, We got a Batman that kills people, <laughs> like graphically. Oh, yeah. Um, Good for him. Yeah, Superman kills in this one. <laughs> I think everyone killed in it. Yeah, nope, nobody you knows. Um, we had the Shazam kids, which I thought was a fun change yes. on the basic, uh, and he turned into Captain Thunder instead of Captain Marvel or Shazam, depending on who you interact with at this point. Cause he used to be Captain Marvel. Now he's Shazam, which is weird, but whatever. Not to be confused with Kazam. Oh God. <laughs> I am the genie Kazam. <laughs> fun fact. We were talking about watching the movie steel the other night. If you guys want an episode on the movie steel, you let us know. We will be glad to. That is one of our favorite movies. Oh, we were going to make a drinking game out of it. <laughs> we will. I guarantee Sean would be on for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should do Howard the Duck, too. No, thank you. Howard the Duck. That that would be like six hours of my time. I couldn't get back. Nope. 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 Oh, on that awkward note. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, in terms of story, it, for the movie, it doesn't really change anything too much. Yeah. But, um... You know, obviously in the comics, it led to, you know, the new 52. It led to uh, now the rebirth. And now, apparently, did you know in the comics that it wasn't all Barry's fault, apparently, this new universe? No. Do you know who the main culprit supposedly is? No, I do not. Dr. Manhattan from the Watchmen series. Really? Yeah, supposedly he's, like, there's, Barry and Batman are investigating this, they find uh, the Watchmen pin in the Batcave. Oh. And I haven't read too much of it, and I don't yeah. want to spoil it for anybody who has, but apparently Dr. Manhattan was behind Flashpoint and Rebirth and New 52, so it wasn't just Barry's doing. Huh. That's, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Watch, I, I do enjoy Watchmen, both this, the movie and the, the graphic novel. Uh, it's too long. That's my only gripe with it. I don't want to sit there for like seven hours yeah, watching wh- it. And then the, director, the director's cut's like four hours. It, yeah. is a, it is a long movie. But it's a Zack Snyder film, so visually it's stunning. It's beautiful visuals. Oh yeah. Uh, Script-wise, there's there's a lot that needs to. It's a Zack Snyder film. Yeah, it's a Zack <laughs> Snyder film. As much as I'm a DC fanboy, and as much as I do enjoy Zack Snyder, don't let him write it. Just no. let him let him film it. Yeah. Let him let him direct it, maybe. But just put him in charge of the cool-looking pictures. Basically, <laughs> like. You know, we, we're going to talk about the Justice League trailer. Just watching the Justice League trailer, there's so many iconic shots in it. Oh, yeah. Um, like, beautiful visuals. Yeah. But um, in terms of, you want to do Star City ratings for the Flashpoint Paradox movie? Yeah. I'll go of, first this time? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 5. Really? Yes. Wow. Near perfect. Um, I mean, it was 
like you said, the characters looked weird for the pretty much the entire time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everything else was amazing. The story was amazing. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to kind of grade and talk about an animated movie. Yeah, because DC always just does really good yeah. ones, except for Batman: The Killing Joke. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But no, this is definitely a four point five. It was, you know, taken pretty much directly from the comic. Yeah, with you with know? very minor uh, changes. Yeah. Because you know? the comic is a series; it's not just one story. Well, yeah. They have to pick and choose. Like in the comics, you actually see Martha Wayne's Joker. Yeah. Um, I think she actually dies in the comic. I, yeah. I'd have to double check. It, it would have been cool to see her as the actual Joker. Mm-hmm. I th- I would think if they were to make like another one. Oh yeah, I would I would totally be down if they did it, yeah. another animated story about it. But um I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Okay. It's you know, I'm not a big Flash guy like as much as I love the Flash TV show. Yeah. Um like I've never been a Flash fan per se. Like I'm never like, "Oh, I got to get the the latest Flash comic." I don't think I own a single Flash comic. But maybe like one or two random ones. Yeah. But um it's definitely it's a good story and it it it's a very human story, like the human side of these superheroes. Where Barry's like, um, never mind. But uh, when Barry's like, you know, I I have all this power and I have all this responsibility, but yeah. I, you know, your Bart says it best. <laughs> you missed your mommy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you had that kind of power to to change destiny, almost to to change the world and make your life better, you know, a lot of these superheroes, it's not an issue they they tackle very often in these superhero movies. Yeah. You know, look at look at the Marvel movies. There's no downside to being a superhero in the Marvel movies. I mean, Civil not till, War. Not till Age of Ultron and yeah. Civil War did they start, you know, like, y- what you guys do has ramifications. Yeah. You know, Civil War especially, you know, the whole point of it, it's driven by one guy that was slighted by yeah. them. You know, it's it's that's, it took a long time for them. You know, say what you will about the DC films, but it does not make looking being a superhero look glamorous. No. You know, even though we have the mopey Superman, which nobody likes... It's it's a much more realistic take on oh, what, yeah. how you would be if you were suddenly this god on the planet. Yeah. And you were trying to do like they literally said he's like maybe he's not some sort of Jesus figure, he's just a guy trying to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, and then you see Batman who's got nightmares and he drinks and you know, even Wonder Woman who's so jaded by humanity by the time Batman versus Superman rolls around. Yeah. You know, that's why as dark as the DC universe can be cinematically, it's it's Got a lot of realism considering oh, yeah. DC's always been criticized for having characters that weren't relatable. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's talk. Uh, speaking of Justice League and the DC Cinematic Universe. Oh my God. So during Comic Con, they released. <laughs> breathe. They released the second trailer, or what is it? The third trailer? Trailer number three. Yeah, three. Trailer three for Justice League, which is coming out soon. It's like, so good. It's August, three months. Yeah. November, yeah. Yep. Um, we got a lot of new stuff. So much new stuff. So much good stuff. Let's well, let's talk about the Flash. Okay. Because this is our Flash episode, and this is why we kind of wanted to talk about Justice League now. Yeah. So we got a little bit more of the Flash in this. Yes. He has two amazing lines that I really just dig. I was not a fan of Ezra Miller's Flash. Like when no. they when they first announced it. They, they released the first trailer of him interacting with Bruce Wayne. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But this trailer made me like, okay, I'm I'm down. Yeah. The the line where he's like, I like how you guys are all ready for battle and everything, but I've never done battle before. Yeah. I just push people and run away. Yeah. And literally, somebody cut that together, like all the scenes of the Flash in the DC universe, and that's all he does. He just yeah. pushes people and runs away. And then the scene at the very end of the trailer where they all disappear, and he's like, oh, oh they really just vanish. Yeah. It's kind of rude. Yeah, on the on the rooftop with, was it? Gordon? Commissioner Gordon, yeah. 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 Um, they also, it looks like they kind of downplayed his effects a little bit. Yeah. Like that, that's, that last shot of him, he's just kind of standing still, and then the electricity crackles, and he... It doesn't go like turn to run or anything. He just disappears, basically. It's yeah. really cool. Because um, I was afraid that they were going to do way too much with that blue lightning. Yeah. I, I think the, the way it's looking is it's going to be a healthy mix of, you know, seeing the blue lightning or just not seeing him at all. Do you have a problem with the blue lightning? No. I, I did it first. Maybe just because we're so used to the red lightning and the yeah. yellow lightning. I It's growing on me. Yeah, I, I mean... If you look at his suit, his suit looks almost lighter, I would say. It doesn't look so red. It looks like spacey. Red and black, yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it's definitely, it's growing on me. Like when we first saw him in, in the costume, it was kind of like, oh. You know what it reminds me of? Enjoy. The Power Rangers. <laughs> when we first saw the costumes, we were like, ah. Yeah. Uh. Then we saw the movie, we were like, yay. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's very uh, armory. Yeah. Which makes sense because the Flash is not... Like he doesn't have invulnerability or anything. No. He needs, he needs a suit that matches his powers, and you yes. know tight, tights just aren't. They're not very good on tight, screen. Tights, tight tights. <laughs> but uh, they, it doesn't translate to screen as well anymore. No. But um, let's talk some of the other things about the trailer. We got to see a little bit of Aquaman, who he, who I think is going to steal the show. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, going from the joke of DC pretty much yeah. to being this complete. B.A. B.A. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's going to prove to people that Aquaman is actually pretty darn powerful. And I'm tired of arguing people like I, I've always known that Aquaman's a very powerful character yeah. in the DC universe. He's like he's he's on the Justice League for a reason. Yeah. But because um, he can control water. No, no not <laughs> just that. But um, his he's got a lot of good visualizations that they're doing with him. Yeah. Um, we got to see a little bit of Mira, his wife, who yeah. I, I Probably only going to be in the movie for a couple of minutes, but yeah, no. you know, it's, it'll be a nice. She'll be more in his movie. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know the the movie. The plot is starting to take shape. Yeah, and you know we see, obviously, Atlantis has a mother box. The it's kind of like the rings from Lord of the Rings. Like mankind got a ring, the elves got a ring. Sure. Yeah, I know. I'm not a big fan, but um, I've never seen. It looks or like read any it looks that. like um, at Atlantis has a mother box. The Themyscirans. I have a mother box, and then probably and humanity. I have one. Oh. No, you don't. That's not... It's literally a shoe box. How do you know? Because I saw you take shoes out of it. Sugar plums. Yeah, why would you put that... We'll talk later. Okay, sorry. But anyway. <laughs> um, so it looks like Steppenwolf are the bad guy, who we yep. got a couple of good... Not good, good shots of, but a couple of shots of him in action. Yeah. Um, he has one of the best DC lines of all time. Speaking over, he's like... He says, no, no lanterns, no Kryptonians... Like that's that's awesome for them yeah. to mention the Green Lanterns and you know that the, the real reason that he's there now is because there's no Superman. Yep, he's not, they're not afraid to come to Earth at this point. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. But um, I'm super excited, and of course they leave with that little tease of Alfred talking to somebody, 
Um, a lot of speculation with who that is. The top theories that I heard are Superman, yep, Supergirl, Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, or Shazam. Those yeah. are, those are the top five that I've heard. I, I've I've heard the for me the number one I heard is Green Lantern. Just because they're like, oh, you see this green. You see a glare. green look in his eyes, yeah. and but also you see red in the corner of the screen. Yeah. So that's why everybody's like, they could have just shot it that way and did some editing just so nobody oh, yeah. could figure it out. I mean, if it is green and it's red, then Martian, I mean, Martian yeah, Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Because the the justice it, the the tagline has been unite the seven. Yes. So we have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, uh, Cyborg. And Aquaman. That's six so characters. We need one more. We need one more. And, I mean, who are your original seven? It's, that's changed over the years. You yeah. can't even go over it. But um, I would love to see, like, as much as I want, that has to be the seventh member. I don't want it to be Superman. No. And they have to figure out a way to explain Superman. He yeah. was never dead. No, my problem is they gave a funeral for Clark Kent and a funeral for Superman. So yeah. it's kind of like, how are they gonna and how are they gonna explain that now? But um, the real reason we're talking about the, the Flash cinematic stuff is because they announced that Flashpoint would be the title of the Flash movie and that they were going to adapt it. Yes, and I'm not too keen on it. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm excited my, to my see where where it's gonna go if it's gonna be similar to the Flashpoint paradox animated movie i mean they have all these actors and characters at this yeah. point they could do it um even jeffrey dean morgan was like hey i think he tweeted lauren cohen and was like hey we i'm right here we can do it that could be us i would have much rather seen it for a sequel yeah i, I want to get to know these characters before because we're we're going to get invested or we're not going to be invested in these characters at all we're going to meet yeah. iris west in the first 10 minutes and then not really care yeah yeah no i agree so I, I think it would have been a better idea as a sequel. The, the Flash movie is making me very nervous because they, they keep going through massive changes. Yeah. You know, everybody's talking about the Batman stuff with Matt Reeves and, you know, throwing out the script and making a new one. But Flash is going through just as much, if not more. Directors, scripts, yeah. casting. Like, it's, it's, been, it's been rough for our boy. Yeah. But um, if Wonder Woman is any indication where the DC Cinematic Universe is going... We are pretty optimistic, I think. Definitely, yeah. This is, you know, from seeing the trailer of the trailers for Wonder Woman and then seeing the final product, you know, I wasn't let down. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of getting my hopes up for Justice League with the three trailers we've seen. And if that's in any indication how the movie's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Well, the only problem, the only thing I'm worried about is the massive reshoots they're going through right now. Yeah. And did you hear about Mustache Gate? No. Apparently Henry Cavill's in the next Mission Impossible and they, he's contractually obligated to have a mustache for the character. Oh, God. And he can't shave it off. So he's had to do all <laughs> these reshoots. They were talking about how much money it is to digitally remove this mustache. A ridiculous amount? A ridiculous amount. But apparently That's they're funny. doing so much that Joss Whedon is going to get a co-director credit, they're saying. Wow. Because they, they, have, they have a union and stuff like yeah. that, so there's contract stuff. But, um, yeah, the, the reshoots aren't making me nervous because, like, every movie does them. Yeah. Star Wars, a Rogue, uh, Rogue One famously did it. Like, three quarters of the movie. Yeah, like, almost, yeah mo- almost all of it. Yeah. Um, you know, Avengers did a couple. Avengers Age of Ultron did a couple. Yep. Um, 
I I wanted I wanted to be because Joss Whedon he looked at the at the finished movie or whatever was done and he was like, this is great, but this needs to be explained. This needs like just yeah. more storyish elements yep. and also moments that capture the characters a little bit better. Yeah. But um, like watching the trailer, there's so, like the scene of of Batman standing with like he's like on the gargoyle. Yeah. Like they did some great Batman visuals in this one. Um, and also my favorite line. One misses the days where we just dealt with exploding wind-up penguins yeah. or something like that. And it's yep. like, I, you forget how long this Batman's been around. Oh, yeah. And I love it. But, um, yeah. And just wait till our Justice League episode. We got something super special plans. Oh, yeah. And it, and it is solidified. It's 100% ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Woohoo. That's exciting news. Especially because I don't know where it is until that day. Ronnie doesn't even know what I'm talking about. I do know. Oh, okay. I know everything. I'm the one that set it up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, anything yeah. else you want to... No, that pretty much does it for this episode. Unless you got any other thoughts? No, I think uh, the next episode we're going to talk about, probably Defenders is coming up soon, because I think yes. we're, we're two weeks out. Yep. We will have our Arrow episode uh, gone and done before the season comes back. And Definitely. Then, um, we'll kind of see where we are otherwise. Yep. So, if you guys have any thoughts on... Season 3 of Flash or the Flashpoint Paradox or even on the Justice League trailer. Not you, Rob. You too, Rob. Not you, Rob. Rob, don't listen to him. Rob. How can they f- talk to us, Paul? Well, the uh, easiest way would be to message us on Facebook or comment on our Facebook wall. You can uh, find us if you just search The Multiverse Fancast on Facebook. Pretty easy. You'll see us. We post a lot of fun, entertaining things and all of our episodes stream directly there. Yep. Only when I put them on there because we're having problems with our pod being halves. Yes. But um, you can also find us on Twitter at MVFanCast. You can email us directly at MultiverseFanCast at gmail.com. And if you're looking to take us on the go, you can uh, download any of our episodes, both past episodes and current episodes, on the Podbean Satchel podcast players or on iTunes <laughs> through the podcast app in the Apple Store. Yes. So thank you for listening. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Mags. And we'll be back in a flash. Will we?